We are I. Good morning. So this podcast has, you know, um, a similar theme to what the last like week or so of being in, you know, because there was some developing uh, part to this story that happened over the weekend. Now, it just so happened this morning that I, you know, stumbled upon this this study that was done by the European Society of Cardiology, you know, and this was, you know, I think back in, you know, the end of uh, 2017, and it's actually really interesting you know, because they, they found that if they lowered LDL cholesterol levels by 39%, there was no direct uh, correlation to the reduction um, of the risk of cardiovascular events. And this uh, these results led some people to question the causal effect of LDL cholesterol on the risk of developing cardiovascular disease and suggested that the clinical benefit of lowering LDL cholesterol levels may depend on how it is lowered. So, Again, this pulls in enough into question about LDL cholesterol levels and, you know, what this actually may mean and why people, you know, would hop on statins and, you know, like what, what are actual the risk, what are the actual risks that are developing cardiovascular disease? Now, obviously, this is a topic that I've been harping on, you know, for a long time now, especially like the last week. However, what I will get into this morning, though, is God complexes of doctors, lawyers, cops, you know, kind of, you know, more of these professionals that used to be on these pedestals because they had to be because there was no other choice. There's no other choice for people. You know, and we obviously see this a ton. And the interesting part with doctors, specifically, and in this actually, in, in my mind, helps them, you know, more than hinders them. But we even see that chat GBT can you know, give better diagnoses and more consistent diagnoses for, you know, just common everyday, uh, everyday ailments, you know, like what the course of action that people should take. Now, can ChatGPT fix a broken arm? No. You know, can ChatGPT do a lot of complex things like, you know, surgery? No. You know, we fully understand this, you know, but it doesn't, it, what, it, what it means is it's taking some of the power away from these individuals. And how this directly correlates to me is because, you know, I happen to know my doctor really well and thought that we could have like, you know, really candid conversations. And, you know, so she sends me to one of her colleagues in a clinic that she started. And, you know, just so that I could get advice, you know, air quotes advice from somebody different. Now, it turns out that this person, you know, that I got air quotes advice from, you know, and this kind of triggered all this a, a week or two ago, is that I guess that she got offended because I had an opinion. You know, and this is the part that really bothers me is that I think I still see in today's day and age when you go in and you see a doctor and this is not to diminish the amount of schooling that they've done or the knowledge that they have. I completely understand that. Like, and I respect that and I agree with it. And they, they have an immense amount of knowledge that I will never have broadly across a topic, which is healthcare. Now, if... I'm not allowed to have an opinion and I'm going to offend 
a doctor, by having an opinion, if I'm going to offend a doctor by not buying into what they're selling wholeheartedly, if I'm not, if I'm going to offend a doctor by doing research, if I'm going to offend a doctor by having a challenging, um, a challenging opinion backed by research, then what do we have? We have that God complex. You know, and I thought about this long and hard all weekend. You know, I'm like, is this, is this a byproduct of whose ego? You know, because, you know, this doctor also said that, you know, like, you know, because I found this out by way of this person talking to a friend of mine. And, you know, she said to him, well, you know, Blake thinks he's always right. And I thought about this and I, yeah, I kind of dwelled on it for a while. And I'm like, you know, am I, you know, do I always think that I'm right? Or is it that if I'm going to get into a challenging conversation with somebody, I don't come into this with an ignorant opinion. I will come into this with an opinion based on research and knowledge and education. So I have a firm platform to stand on. But if you don't like having a, your opinion challenged, in what I felt was a respectful way, then is this my ego or your ego now talking? Because this is the interesting part about this is it is that this doctor still to this day is not willing to be able to look at any of the articles that I'm citing and the research papers that I'm citing to be able to form my opinion that challenges her orthodoxy. You know, and you can't deny, there's nobody that can deny now that there's, that there's, dissenting opinions that LDL cholesterol levels now are not uniformly across the board accepted as, you know, a major, a major predictor for cardiovascular disease. If you don't have other biomarkers that, you know, coincide along with it. And again, this goes back to this doctor not asking me what kind of diet that I'm on to understand that I'm on a low carbohydrate diet, not understanding, you know, where the latest research is by, you know, suggesting and saying that, you know, you can't look at LDL cholesterol levels on somebody on a low carbohydrate diet is, you know, being the only, the only biomarker that you should be looking at to be able to put this person on statin. No, because that's not where the research lies. The research lies on the opposite saying that this, if somebody has higher LDL cholesterol levels on a large, lower carbohydrate diet, you do not have to worry about this. And again, this isn't some bro science. This isn't something that, you know, somebody on, you know, broscience.com, you know, came up with. This is actually researched, you know, by scientists, you know, by people who are far smarter than me. This has been put through the U.S. Senate. And now, you know, like I said, I obviously see that there's, you know, some controversy on how you lower and what, what that actually can do when you lower LDL cholesterol levels in conjunction with you know, lowering cardiovascular disease because the European um, Society of Cardiovascular Disease or whatever it was called, let's take a look at that real quick. The European Society of Cardiology obviously also has, you know, some kind of dissenting opinion to the orthodoxy now by putting out this information because it challenges how people look at LDL cholesterol. But again, if you take cholesterol completely out of it and you go back to this God complex of saying that you should and you have to listen to me because I hold this position of power over you and I hold this position of authority over you, 
that you're no longer allowed to be able to come in with any kind of opinion. At one point in time, in certain fields, this was, this absolutely was necessary. You know, but when you look at this was when this was necessary, before we were armed with the education and the knowledge that we can come by way of now, this is when doctors were also telling patients that smoking cigarettes would help calm anxiety. This was also at a time that when male doctors were giving female patients orgasms to treat hysteria by way of their own hand, literally. And this was at a time when you had to go in and blindly trust these individuals. And that is carried on in today's day and time. And it's like, I can go if I'm willing to educate myself. And if I'm willing to be able to try to demise the information that I can then have an intelligent conversation with you. But if you will not allow it because you look down upon me. And not just healthcare, but other fields too. But again, we're specifically talking about healthcare. Why won't you have an intelligent conversation with me when I can say to you, Okay, like, look, let's talk this through. Do you agree? And if you don't agree that there's, you know, dissenting opinion out there about a topic, any topic, if you're not willing to be able to look at, doesn't that mean just that one person has their head in the sand? Because for me as an individual, I can understand like, hey, there is two sides to this. And I don't really know how I stand because a lot of the latest research is starting to lean the other way. So how can I blindly walk down this road that you want me to walk down when, you know, you graduated from med school 10, 15 years ago? And also what is widely accepted in healthcare is the information that you learn when you're in med school is already outdated, but they have to teach it to you because healthcare is changing so fast. They can't change the books and the information that fast without assuming a blind amount of liability, which you're not willing to be able to do. But again, we do know that there's no liability in healthcare anyway because so few, you know, cases ever get prosecuted where doctors or nurses have done wrong. And this is the problem that I have with healthcare right now. And this is a problem that I have with, with multiple fields right now is that I have right now access to information at my fingertips that I've never had the opportunity to have before. And I'm a person who likes to be educated. I'm I'm a person who likes to know. I'm a person who likes to be able to go to the doctor and say, let's have an intelligent conversation because you and I can't sit here right now. I can't speak and you can't listen and say that there hasn't been multiple, multiple examples that you could list between maybe you and the people that you know around you where there's been a misdiagnosis by a doctor. And that's just common. It is so common. So why would I put my blind trust into this environment that is known to be wrong and then is willingly ignorant when it comes to new information out there? How how is that how is that an environment that I want to buy into where I'm not this is what this environment is saying. I'm not willing to educate myself when I'm presented with new information. And I want you to blindly trust me, even though that my success rate isn't statistically very high. Coming off a time when we're going through COVID, when you had these people peddling all this bullshit that turns out to be like blatantly wrong. But this is when you want me to have the utmost trust. And at a time when I also have access to the utmost information. 
So really what my question is here today and the thought that's going through my mind is, do these organizations now, doctors, lawyers, you know, professionals that held this certain level of esteem before politicians, that's something specifically in this category too. Do we still in today's age blindly trust these people? Knowing that it is widely proven across all these professions where they are the furthest thing from right all the time on a regular basis. Now, I'm not saying they're wrong all the time. I'm just saying they're not routinely right all the time. In conjunction with you having access to information to be able to understand what they are trying to tell you or what avenue that you maybe should be walking down, that in today's day and age, do we still blindly trust these people? I, for one, am leaning on this side of that. I don't blindly trust anybody with anything in regards to my life, and I'm going to be well-researched in anything that's important to me. And if you can't have a healthy, you know, I'm going to say combative and air goes, but if you can't have a healthy dissenting conversation with me where we can both argue both sides, that I am at a loss with you at that point in time because I know that you're no longer, you're no longer seeking what may be right or wrong. You're only seeking authority over my autonomy. And that... I cannot agree with.